Fenton, the listeners, who you are, where you grew up, and what happened to take your life into gangsterism. Good evening, good evening everyone, and good evening Lisa. Thank you for having me here. Uh, my name is Brenton. I'm originally from Cape Town, from the Cape Flats. Um, let me get into some information about myself, a bit of a background. Mm. Um, I was born where I lost my hearing at the age of two. And I lost about just over 60% of my hearing. And that became a very, very difficult stage in my life growing up. Because I could only start age of five, somewhere there. But I depend a lot on lip reading. And that has led me to a lot of violence. I wanted to get attention. What did I do? I get my attention of how I understand. And I'm not going to say I was mm. brought up in a Christian home because I wasn't. Mm. I just wasn't. And through my childhood, I fought a lot. I bullied a lot. I always wanted to fit in. I always wanted to fit in, but I wanted to fit in in a way that I stand out. Mm. That you will know that I fit in. Um, I had difficulty of understanding people, especially myself. But a lot of people got along with me, and I got along with people. Then teenage years, I was a lot involved with sports, a lot. I get kaita, lakabau, hatlo. What sport did you do? Cricket, rugby, hockey, wow. soccer. It was fun funny. Fun funny. 100 meters. Hey. But um, that was in bloom, so I went back to Cape Town. But where I grew up, to me it was normal. Gunshots, um, people dying and all of that stuff. It was normal to me. That was like everyday living That's for you. That's everyday life. Sure. On the Cape Flats, it's like that. And it's not only Cape Flats. It's everywhere you, where you, where you go, there is gangsterism. Mm. But violence and all of that, and because I'm from the Cape Flats, it became a it became a lifestyle mm. that I was mm. used to. It was a norm to me. You didn't think anything strange of it. No, I didn't think anything strange of it. I just believe that's my life. And what happened after that is I got involved. I got involved with drugs at a young age. It was smoking. I did dirty drugs. Fail, goodness, mm. by a fail. Mm. And it was norm to me. And because of the people that I was associated with, we, this is where, uh, this is where the reality actually started kicking in. Because of my association. Mm. Because that association accepted me and I accepted that association. And that became my, my identity. Sure. But it was the identity that the world wants me to be in. Mm. And I was in a very dark place. But that dark place was my home. Was so you felt comfortable there? Yeah, I felt very, very comfortable. Being in the light and all of that, I was scared of that because then I would be exposed, if I can mm -hmm. say so. But I got so, so, so involved with drugs and everything that I even got involved with dealing with drugs. Um, I was very much, yes, people, you get different levels of gangsterism, if I can say so. <laughs> The numbers, each one has a number. Uh, because we are on live, I'm not going to mention the number I come from. 
I'm not going to mention the area where I came from and what gang name it is because it's just to protect myself and those mm. that knew me. Just just to sidetrack a little bit, mm. your parents, were mm. they involved in your life? Did they see what they, you they, were doing? They were very much involved with my life, but it was like they just saw me as their son. Everything was behind closed curtain, but I knew my parents. They all see to me. All what what is the details and what it doing? Yeah. And I kept that away. I was always in trouble. Always used to steal, even in school, I used to steal um, toy cars. Um, yes, I used to break into houses, broke into cars. I used to rob people in broad daylight, even in the evenings. Sure. Um, yeah, it was crazy. It was really crazy. Um, yes, I'm not a tall, big guy. I'm average height. But that time... I was I was tall, if I can say so, yeah. in my imagination. Uh, and you never uh, got convicted about stealing or anything? You no. Never felt guilty. I would steal that adrenaline became my conviction, mm. if I can say so. Mm. That made me alive. And I steal, I used to steal, I used to rob. Breaking into cars and all of that, that was a bit... It was heavy. I knew it was wrong, but I just did it. Because what's going to happen to me? Mm, you never th- thought I, of any Yeah, I never uh, thought of any consequences. consequences. Never thought of any of those things because the guys that I had, had my back. Even when we were sitting in jail, we still had each other's back. So you were caught? Yeah, I was caught for for stealing. Um, there was a time I was caught for robbery, but there was no evidence. I, I even, most of the time when I got arrested was because of the drugs. In possession of the drugs or mm. distributing and all of that stuff and um, I had my way of getting out um, being inside of prison I never stayed that long sure. that's the faith I had in my crime and everything sure. no one could touch me because of the people I was involved with mm. I was involved with big names murderers mm. these are kingpins some of them are still alive today and um, they always protected me um, you either had a weapon or you had people walking with you that had a weapon. And that was my life back in the day. And like I said before, I've been stabbed so many times. Beaten ups. Yeah, the beating. It's, it's like I can remember it yesterday. Sure. Where my jaw would be dislocated. Now, is that now beating because you challenged another gang or went into the Not only that, not only that, uh, because of involvement with drugs. Mm-hmm. Each Each area has a territory. So, me, like, let's take it, here's a studio, and there's another studio opposite the road. I go over to that studio because I want to use that mic. Let's take the mic as the mm, drug. Mm, mm. I have control of that drug, that mic. It's mine. I come into the next studio, they will have the right to beat me up. If I don't know how to defend, like um, we used to say, if you can sabella, it's a language that defends you. Sure. Believe it or not, in gang tourism, you even have your own little Bible. Rarach. They can say what's in the Bible of your name. What is your ground? Who you stand? What is your name? Who like you? Wow. And your rank. You can say that and if, you, if your rank is higher than that one, they must back off. They must have respect for you. And you can walk on their territory. And then you can come out. Each number has a camp. There's a certain number that can enter both camps. You get 26, you get 27, you get 28. 28 is like one of the most dirty, dangerous 
drugs, I mean gang, you get to 27, one of the most violence, and you get to 26, which is Roby, is about stealing. Mm. Like Richie Rich, I don't even remember that old cartoon, Richie mm. Rich. Yeah. That is the number 26. And you might have it number tattooed on you. To get into a number, there are things you need to do. Which is, I think, is too graphic to talk over a live show. Because it's, it's scary. Mm. Very, very scary. But it was a norm to me. Very, very normal. Um, seeing blood, seeing broken bones, seeing torture was very normal to me. And I felt no guilt behind it. So, when I look at you tonight, mm. obviously I can't see any trace of the person you are talking about. Because <laughs> God is so good. Amen to that. So, how did you change? Because there wasn't any conviction. You just carried on. So, something must have happened what to happened? make uh, uh, you a U-turn, you know. I, I, I need to share this part, also, mm. which I feel is just from my heart to share, because I know there's a, 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 a listener. Mm. I just know it in my heart. There's a listener. Um, oh, I was early 20s, I think. No. Oh, it's my teenagers. Yeah, and... Um, yeah, I attended church, youth, but you I, was here, I was there for, for fun, for girls. It was mm. never really for church, for the gospel, I never... Mm -mm. And yes, I pretended to be saved, if I can say yeah, that. Pretend. I just heard about save, and I said, okay, let me just do this so that mm. I can... Fit in in a way. Yeah. yeah. So, I'll say, so I can demand a boof. I can demand a boof. I'm going to pretend because yeah. I really don't care. It's just all about me. And yes, I used to be at the youth, but there at the youth, I influenced people to drink, to do alcohol, to do drugs, to do wrong things. Did I feel bad about it, to be honest with you? No. Why must they be all good and pure and whatever? And I must not. No, you will suffer with me. That oh. is my attitude. So, let's fast forward. Um, after 2014, there, I think my life just became much mm. worse. So was that I knew, I just knew. Um, I was in rehab mm. for well, drug addiction. For not only addiction, for depression, for anger management. There was a lot of things that was happening, and that didn't work for me. Jail didn't work for me. Um, I even tried to attend to a church mm. or pray. That did not work because I was holding on to someone. Well, I just believe hey, this is going to change. Mm. But no, it wasn't. And it got so bad in Cape Town that the people who I just said earlier on who had my back started to stab me in my back. Sure. Started to break into my place and start stealing from me. Mm. I think the last story was when the shooting on my car. And something phenomenal happened that day, mm. that evening. They shot my car, back window, bullet in. Here's the crazy part. There was blood in the car. Blood in the t-shirt. No, nothing on me. No we, bullet. We can't find a bullet in any of us. We couldn't find it in any of us. But we saw the blood. But the gl it's actually the glass that shut it. Oh. But then the next day, the detective had to come because of the area where I was. I was very, very well known. They used to call me the name. I'm not even hmm. going to mention the name. They used to call me the certain name, and because of the vehicle I had, everyone knew who I was. Everyone knew who I was. If you were to see me from far, mm. you would turn around and go. That's how bad I was. I was a bad sure. influence. I was very bad, but I was a nice guy to be with. 
ಅವ್ರ ಪೈಸೆಗೆ ಮಪ್ಪಿಲ್ಲ ಇತ್ತು ನೇವರ್ಲೆಸ್ ವಿ ಲುಕ್ ಫಾರ್ ದಿಸ್ ಬುಲೆಟ್ ಕೌಂಟ್ ಫೈಂಡ್ ಇಟ್ ಸೊ ಇಟ್ ಡಿಡ್ ಗೋ ಥ್ರೂ ಅಂಡ್ no no like, there was nothing there was the front um, windscreen was, was fine it was there the back window was shattered you could see somebody shot everyone heard it we looked we looked we looked and then we finally found the the bullet but in the rubber and the gang leader there yeah he said it but everyone saw it as a joke and he said you're saved by the rubber they looked at that in a dirty way or yeah. that and i'm like that interesting so that gang leader still said near brajamud vakas krak They would walk us crack now. Normally gang leaders don't tell you that. But because I was just this gang leader's right-hand man, mm. he just knew. And there were things that I've been through and so on. There was uh, these people that they go to. And um, there were people that, that went to the spiritual doctors and all of that stuff. The traditional doctors. doctors and all of mm. these. And those traditional doctors even told those people that knew me. Stay away from this particular guy. I had dreadlocks at that time. Stay away from him because he's dangerous. He has spirits around him. Sure. And these people used to tell me this. And there were times where I couldn't get up because I felt a whole lot of hands on my chest and on my back. And I couldn't get up. That time I didn't know what it was. But I knew. Mm. It was spiritual attacks. Mm. It was heavy. Then that just, that's just the final straw. And I knew I'm going to die soon. I just knew my time was coming. I just knew. That suicide even came to me. Um, depression was very bad. It was so bad that I went to go look for trouble that hoping somebody would shoot me. Or somebody sure. would stab me. So the thing didn't just end. Yeah. But my mom, I'm sure she's listening. But my mom, I realized she's been praying for me for more than 18 years because that's how long I was in it. The powerful praise of a mother. She kept praying for 18 years, but I was, I mean. in, I was involved with cancerism and drugs and all of that for me. about 20 years almost 20 years and um, she just knew and she kept telling me she mentioned about God she mentioned this and I didn't believe her. I denied it I denied it right through I'm like yeah whatever because no one really spoke to me about the gospel mm. but my mom just mentioned something to me but because I'm familiar with her being my mother I'm not going to really listen to her because I'm familiar with her so things really 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 got bad that I just had it I had enough. Uh, I got a ticket to come back to Centurion. In Centurion, there was a time when I was still involved with drugs and everything. But when I came back here, I thought, okay, I'm going to be away from Cape Town. Mm. I'm going to be here. So the things change. The things happen. Well, let me tell you something. No. You, you back. just carried on I with your I carried on life. because mm. I was one of the first people here to distribute a certain drug. And I still got involved, but then... Again, this, my, I almost lost my finger. Um, things just got even worse. Then my mom, she kept asking me if I want to go to the church and whatever. I said, no, I'm not going to go because, mm. for what? Mm. Then there was a particular Sunday. It was in the year 2018, if I'm not mistaken. And that was a certain day. My mom tricked me. I'm not going to lie. She tricked mm. me. But she didn't trick me on purpose. I just knew she was under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Mm. She just knew what she had to do. That Sunday, I was going to go and do my drugs and go collect the drugs. Mm. But Is that now back in Cape Town? Yeah, Centurion. Yeah, in Centurion. Mm. Okay, so she tricked you. She tricked me to go to church. She wanted to go to church, but she tricked me. She asked oh. me to take her there. Ah, 
Okay. But because I'm going to go do drugs, collect drugs, now when I come back, I need to pick this woman up from church. And I sit with all this stuff. What can happen if I mm-hmm. must be pulled over or something? So I said, you know, mom, I might just go with you. She said, okay, just go with me. So yeah. I said, okay, fine. So we went to a certain church. And she's telling me this and that. And I'm like, yeah, sure, no problem. We came into this church. And I'm going to explain it the way that I, mm. the only way I can explain Remain, it yeah. because of my hearing. Mm. Please remember, I'm hard of hearing. Came into church and yes, crazy, but people were, hello, hi. And first thing I asked myself, what happy drugs are these people on? Because I'm not used to that. Mm. I'm not used to this nice hug, yes. greet and Warm smile. And yes. friendly and to me, it was fake. I just said to yeah. myself, it's fake. They must be on some happy drug. When we went inside, this is where the supernatural, my supernatural moment took place. Mm. There, was, there was music going on. There was people dancing, singing, all of that. But I couldn't hear, so- I couldn't hear sound. What? I could not hear any music. I heard nothing. I promise you, I could hear nothing. And I was not understanding why is all these people going on, what's going on. Yeah, because you're not hearing anything. I can't hear the music. I, can't, I can see people singing and all of that, but I can't hear the music. I just can't. But a voice came from the pulpit side. It was a female's voice. And I'm like, what, what is going on? And, and I sat there in church and I wanted to get out because I was not comfortable. I didn't feel like sitting in church. Mm-hmm. We left and then my mom asked our church. And she said, it was okay, it was fine. I'm not going back. Two weeks after that, on a Sunday, I woke up. I got dressed and I said to my mother, I want to go to church. What? And my mother said, what are you sure? I said, yeah, I need to go. I don't know why, but I want to go to church. Went back to church. Same thing happened again. Can't hear anything. Can't hear anything. And I'm like, what? What is this? But I hear that particular voice. I know it's a female's voice. And is it a singing voice or is it's it a singing. talking? It was singing. Yeah. I could hear that particular person singing. Yes. But what the person is singing is not the song ah. that's talking to me. And that got me very interested because I'm hard of hearing. I don't know what's going on there and I want to know what it is because it's irritating me. And the next time I went to church alone and I sat down and church was whatever, fine service. And because I can't stand a lot of movements around because mm. of the drugs. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, there's a thing called consequences and side effects of drugs. I can testify right now that I'm still sitting with the consequences of the drugs. I have a problem with my eyesight. Sure. Bad eyesight problem. Is it because of, um, because of the condition or diagnosis? No, it's the side effect of the drugs. That you've been using? Yes. Mm. It, and because of all that beatings I had, sure. it's really affected my eyesight. Nevertheless, and because because there's a lot of movement, I have to wait until there's less movement, then I'll leave. Mm. But this guy keeps walking towards me, and I'm like, please don't talk to me, please don't talk to me, please don't talk to me. I don't have time for church people. <laughs> and this guy asked me, do you belong to a home cell? But there's a certain name for the home cell. I'm not going to mention it on mm. live show. Mm. And I said, that sounds like a bank account. What, what is that? And he's like, no, it's home cell. So I said, oh, no, I don't. He said, would you like to? And because I wanted this guy to go away from me, so I said, yeah, sure, whatever. And he walked away and he went to look for someone. And then this person came in front of me as a woman. And when she said, hi, my name, and I'm going to say it, hi, my name is Dionne. And I said, no ways. 
Was that the same person? That was her voice. What? The lady that was singing that in the front? That was singing in the but she's the backup. She's oh. at the back. She's, she's, she's back in the background. And I said, no, this is crazy. How is that possible? Nevertheless, so they took my number and so on and so on. And I left it alone and I went. I was still drinking. I was still smoking. I was still doing all of my drugs. I was still doing everything. I didn't change anything. Sure. I wanted to find out what was it that happened. Mm. I didn't go there to change. I wanted to know what was going on. Then there was, it was a Tuesday. I cannot remember the date. It was a Tuesday. Yeah, it was a Tuesday, Wednesday. One of the two. But the home show was on a Wednesday. Mm. And this woman phoned me the other day. I was just sitting at a table full of drugs, full of people doing drugs. And this phone, and I'm like, wait a minute, this number don't look familiar. So I went away and I said, hi. And then she, she spoke and I walked further away. Yes. When she was talking to me, like asking me, are you going to come? Do you still want to come? All of that stuff. We can organize someone to pick you up and what? I'm like, no ways. But what I encountered was that passion, that love. That touched me. And I said goodbye, sky high and everything. I said, I gotta go. And they asked me, yeah, but what about the money and the drugs? Yeah. I said, I don't care, I need to go. Uh, I, I need to go. Yeah. I went. And I was still sky high. It was wow. Op a trip. I said, your sister. You have a trip, op a mission. It was op a mission. Mission sky high. Wow. Then the next day, I'm still high, I'm still doing the drugs, I still have all the stuff because I always had drugs. Always sure. had drugs. I even had people dropping the drugs off by me and everything. Then that evening, I do, they picked me up. Mm. That guy, his name is Shane. I'll never forget him. Uh, it was such an honor to marry him a couple of weeks oh, back. Oh, wow. Okay. I did his wedding ceremony, but nevertheless, he's my brother, he's my mentor. So. He picked me up. Now, because I'm used to crime and everything, and it's a white guy sitting in the car. So what did I do? I sat in the back seat. Because my memory started thinking, mm. i got to sit at the back because that is how I sat in the detective's car, in the police van. Aye. I always sat at the back. Yeah. I was never used to sitting in front. I sat at the back and we were driving. And he stopped and he's like, why are you sitting in the back? I said, I thought I need to sit at the back. And he's like, no, you can sit in front. I said, oh, okay, cool. Come sit there. Come sit here with you. And I prayed, and I prayed, and I, I, I prayed by the lift, and all the good things for me, and I just kept quiet. I'm like, hell no, I'm not going to talk to you. Because I don't know what to say to you, because the only language I understand is swearing, speaking bad things, negativity, and all of that. And I don't know what to speak to this guy about. He's speaking to me with love. I don't have any love. Sure. Came to the home cell. I'll never forget it. I came up the steps. But coming up the steps, it was like I'm coming to an entrance. Came in, and... They asked me, do you worship? I said, no. Can you pray? Uh, do, you, do, do, do you speak no, in tongues and no, all of that? No. I said, hell no, what is that? <laughs> and they're like, no, don't worry. It's this and that. I said, you know what? I'm not going to pretend. I'm not going to worship. I'm not going to speak in whatever you say. I am not going to pray. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just here. I want to watch. Then they went into praise and worship. And the way they were praising and worship, it was, it was something you. to me. It, it was not normal. Mm. And I was sitting by the door so that I can leave quickly. That is me. I will leave. It's how Luap eight Paleka. That's me. <laughs> After praising what I mean, we all sat down and I also sat down and I was sitting here. I can it's so real, I can remember mm. what like yesterday. Mm. 
the friend of mine saying sat on the side with his cup of coffee. Uh, the owner said right opposite me. There was another two people, three people, and two here. I can remember everyone's name in the position. Mm. And we sat down. Next thing I know, they asked, uh, she said, uh, So, Brenton, tell mm. us about yourself. When she said that, that is when I had my encounter. The presence of the Holy Spirit was so, so real. I saw it. Everyone disappeared. Everyone disappeared. And when I saw, I saw him. I, I know what I saw. I saw the presence. Did I see Jesus? No. I saw the presence of the Holy Spirit. I know it's the Holy Spirit because it was a real person there. Mm. And I felt so convicted and I wept. Yo. I wept to him. And everyone was there. Everyone was there. And um, sure. this moment is so real to me. But um, I felt so convicted. And I confessed. And I was like, and, and I realized, but there's people around me. And I started to stop crying. And I'm like, what's going on with me? And then somebody right next to me, she tapped on my shoulder. And she said, everything is okay. But when she said everything is okay, he spoke to me. Mm. And I'm like, no. No, no, no ways. That, that cannot be what I just saw. I know who I saw. And two people testified there. They saw a presence leave. So I knew. Anyway, so that got me so, so convicted. It hit me so much that I had to go home and I lit up a cigarette. And I'm like, what the hell is that? What, what, what's going on? I, I, I confessed to who? And, um, Still, I still continued going there. I was still doing my drugs and everything, but I wasn't doing it that much. Mm. Because he kept appearing. Up until today, people asked me, how does he look? And I said, I'm not able to explain. But when I was in prayer, and I asked the Holy Spirit, why can I, why can I not describe you as a drawing? Mm. And that's when he told me, if you do, people will worship the image mm. and not who I am. Sure. Powerful words. And I said, amen to that. Mm. And um, and I, 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 here's the thing. No one preached to me. There was a day of deliverance. And I told my friend Shane, mm. I want to get delivered. I want to be born again. Mm. Because the Holy Spirit was ministering to me about the cross. Mm. That led me to salvation. Sure. When I learned about the cross, Jesus on that cross, for my mistake, for my break-ins, for my robbery, for my all of these things. Because in Romans 3, 23, we have all sinned. Romans 6, 23, which is the last verse. The wages of sin is death. And then I realized, I was the one who was supposed to be on that cross. But Jesus, he nailed himself onto that cross too. Yes. To wash my sins away. I'm not crying because I'm sad. I'm crying because of what he did on the cross. Mm. And when he said, it is done, it's finished. I said, no ways. And that is when I became fully delivered. Sure. And born again. Because mm. in Romans 10 verse 9, if you open your mouth, that Jesus is Lord. Amen. 
that God throws him from the dead, you will be saved. But the first scripture that was given to me by my mom and by the Holy Spirit is Matthew 6. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and everything will mm. be added unto you. I am not going in half. I am not going in like a half a white bread. I'm going all the way in. Because that is what Jesus did on the cross for me and for you. He never gave up on me. He believed in me. He chose me. Regardless of all the crap I did. He chose me. And I even asked the Lord, how can you choose me? I, 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 I stutter. I can't even speak properly. I'm hard of hearing. I can't even see that clear. That's when the Lord spoke. Brenton, I can see clear. I can hear clear. I can speak. But I'm going to do it through you. And I just surrendered again. I said, here I am. Use me. Because I'm done with my life. I'm done with my life because in 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says you are a new creation. When I got delivered and born again, everything, everything fell away. Drinking, addiction, depression, anger, everything. You didn't need any uh, rehab, nothing. You were like delivered nothing like that. Nothing after that. Jesus Christ is my rehab. Jesus Christ is my comforter. Jesus Christ is my deliverer. He's my salvation. I am not the salvation. He's my salvation. And that is when I gave it all in. I you, gave it all in. You know what? Um, the listeners can't see you. <laughs> but I can and, and experience the Lord's presence and, and sees Amen. His light in you. Glory to God. And uh, you know what? I wish we had two hours that we can talk <laughs> the, you know, the rest of the evening. Yeah. But we have about two, three minutes left, and uh, um, there's so many people listening. Mm. In the next few minutes, two, three minutes, what, what is your heart's message? I know there's probably a lot of things that you can share, yeah. but if there's one thing that you want to leave our listeners with, what, what, what is it tonight? There's a, uh, there's a scripture, but you, people can go read it. There's Galatians, as Hebrews 3, verse 13 to 14. Every listener right there now, including all of us here in the studio, all I can say is, hold on. Hold on today. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. But today has been a guarantee. And it's to live for Jesus. Whatever you're going through, whatever you're dealing with, whatever you are, uh, um, whatever the situation is, I'm telling you right now, position yourself within the Word of God. Yes. Because the Word of God is the lifesaver. The Word of God is the transformer. The Word of God is everything. We need to hold on every day, especially today. Yes. Because Jesus Christ is coming back. He wants to have fellowship with you and I. Listeners, Jesus is not only alive, He is very much real. 
and he's given us the gift, the Holy Spirit, Amen. who is a true gentleman. He's my best, best friend, and he wants to be your friend too. Whether you relapse, whether you fall, whether you're confused, hmm. whether you're hurt, come back. Come back to him, because he's not the one who left. It is you and I that leaves because of our emotions. Be one with the Father. Open up your mouth and repent because the kingdom of God is near. That's all I can say. Hold on today and repent and let him into your life and walk with him because he wants to walk with you. Amen. Thank you so much. Uh, Brenton, what a, what a privilege to have you in the studio and may the Lord bless you and um, may each step that you give just be of the Lord and, and glorify His name. Glory to God. Amen.